This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1039, The Road to Reconciliation, Get Out of the Middle of the Picture, by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks for helping me ring in yet another post here on ORD. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and today I'm coming to you with an article from Keith Wilson. I always love Keith's work, and he's got a very effective strategy in today's article that can help us reconcile with loved ones that we might have fallen on hard times with, be it recently or long ago. Let's jump right in today, see what he's got to say, and optimize your life. The Road to Reconciliation, Get Out of the Middle of the Picture, by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. Let's say you are deeply disappointed in your mother, who never was the mother you needed her to be when you were a child. You want to get past this because, after all, you're not a child anymore, right? The story, as you tell it, goes like this. My mother divorced my father when I was young, and she had a series of relationships with men throughout my childhood. None of them were any good. They were drunken, violent louts. Nonetheless, she always chose them before me. She would do whatever they said and moved me in and out of different homes before she really knew any of them. None of these men wanted me around, and I got the feeling my mother didn't either. I was just an inconvenience to her. This is a heartbreaking story that is all too common. If this happened to you, the effects go deep down and can persist a long time. You would really rather they didn't. What can you do to let it go? Here's a place to start. Stop calling her my mother. I don't mean you have to stop calling her my mother or mom or ma to her face, nor do you have to renounce her forever. She is still your mother. I mean, when you tell the story, refer to her by name instead of title. If her name is Alice, call her Alice. My mother is a being who came into existence when you did and exists only in relation to you. Alice was born long before you and has a life distinct from you. My mother is so close to you that she's an extension of yourself and you're an extension of my mother's self. Alice is another person. You can connect as an equal to someone named Alice in a way you can never to my mother. When Alice chooses the company of men over you, it might hurt a little. But when my mother does it, it's catastrophic. It was catastrophic when you were a child, but you're not a child anymore. So it's not. Not anymore. Now, it's as if someone named Alice did it. 
Some people resist this exercise because they think it is disrespectful. I think it's more respectful to understand someone as a whole person, independent of yourself, who is trying to play with the hand she is dealt. The second step is to take a look at Alice's life from the beginning to the end. Tell the story from her point of view, the whole story. How was Alice's childhood? What were her parents like? How might Alice have been shaped by her relationship with her first husband, George, whom you know as Dad? What were the social and economic forces of her early adulthood, the period of time when you were a child? What were Alice's dreams and aspirations? I'm often amazed by how little adult children know about their parents, except the parts that directly pertain to them. You may be able to ask her to tell you these things. If not, then guess. You will probably be right. You probably know more than you know you do. I'm going to go ahead and guess that Alice's dad, your grandfather, was distant, hardworking, but emotionally unavailable. A lot of fathers were in those days. When she was a kid, Alice dreamt of going back to college and traveling around the world. But she got pregnant in high school and married George, your dad. That's what people did in those days when they got pregnant. Shackled with a kid, little education, and in a shotgun marriage, she didn't have a lot of choices. George had no respect for her, and when she never lost the weight she gained in her pregnancy, he ran off with his secretary. Now she was really screwed economically, and worried about raising her child without a male role model. She started to date, to find a man who would support her and her child. The prospects of an out-of-shape single mother in the marriage market were not good. She soon found herself scraping the bottom of the barrel. No matter how much she might have loved her child, she regretted ever getting pregnant. You see how different the two stories are when you are not in the center of it? You are seeing the context. You could conclude that she did the best she could. Maybe not. You could still be angry with her. That's your prerogative. But now it's an adult being angry with another adult, not a child being angry with his mother. The third step is to calculate how old Alice was at the time in question. Let's just say she was 25. Now, look around at the people you know who are 25. How mature, wise, and altogether are they? Some are, granted, but most haven't gotten all the kinks worked out. 25-year-olds might actually be younger than you are right now. If that's the case, then remember how much maturity, wisdom, and know-how you had. That's what Alice had to work with. Now, calculate how old you were at the time. Let's say you were 8. Look at 8-year-olds you know today. How much maturity, wisdom, and understanding have they? Do you really want to look at the situation from an 8-year-old's point of view? It's impossible to gain any of those insights about my mother, but entirely possible with someone named Alice. You can use this method with all the disappointing people who have titles in your life. Husband, wife, sister, brother, friend, leader, colleague. When you are no longer at the center of the story, blocking the view, you are better able to see it and, if appropriate, genuinely forgive. You just listened to the post titled, The Road to Reconciliation, Get Out of the Middle of the Picture, by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. 
It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a great post from Keith here today. Such a simple but incredibly powerful mindset shift that, like he says, is so easy to forget and overlook. When I talk here and on Optimal Living Advice, about how difficult it can be to approach challenging relationships with ourselves or others objectively, this is precisely what I mean. Taking the time to remove ourselves emotionally is difficult, especially when we're talking about huge relationships in our lives, such as those with our parents. So, if this post spoke to you, do what you can to see your loved ones anew. Ask yourself, to start, what might their peers say about them, or how might they seem? or their parents, or their co-workers, or people from their past? How might they be trying to protect themselves? What might they be struggling with? What fears might they have? You don't have to be a therapist to come to revelations like these. You just have to be curious and willing to educate yourself on an area in which you probably haven't had to yet, and an area that could stand to change your relationship dramatically. But that's what we're here to do, right? That's why we come to ORD. (laughs) So, With that being said, thank you so much for coming today, everyone. We're going to get out of here now and wrap this episode up. It was such a pleasure as always, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we begin our parenting leg of the week here on the show. That's where your optimal life awaits.